0: Hey there, you guys. This is Jacqueline Jacks with The Daily Jacks on AVA Live Radio. Today we're talking about how to become a better songwriter, and I've got a great songwriter joining me. Dina is here from Beautiful Things. Hi, Dina. How are you?
1: Hi, I'm good. How are you?
0: Awesome. So I love your music, by the way. Oh, thank you. It is amazing. I, I can't believe you've written such beautiful beautiful songs can have you been writing for a long time
1: oh well yeah you know I, I guess I have it's been about 20 years now I can't believe it but it has uh, at least yes
0: so. you've got a lot of experience I think so because when I listen to the lyrics they're so well put together and they really speak to me I I've I've been enjoying your song so much so I thought it would be great for everybody just to kind of get some tips from you if that's okay about your songwriting
1: oh my gosh I would love to do that
0: that's awesome all right good so like first of all you and I talked a little bit before about the new album or the new EP and the songwriting that's in it did how long did it take you to write these songs especially you know like the one we just recently played for everybody it was just so beautiful it's like you know it's entrancing
1: Oh, thank you. Well, you yeah, know, these songs are actually completely redone versions of songs I released about 10 years ago on our my band's first album called Dream World, mm-hmm. so we decided to literally revisit those songs and re-record them, um, but Good I call. will tell you that it ta- I am not prolific. It takes me a long time to write one song. Like, it can take years.
0: That's great advice, though, because sometimes I'll sit down, right, and I'll start to write, and... I will just not love every single sentence. And I almost think, should I agonize over this? Because when you read songs, if you just sit down and read songs, they really don't agonize over songs. (laughs) And there's a lot of songs (laughs) that are great songs, but they just don't like look at every single sentence. Like it's really got to, you know, just reinvent the wheel. But I mean, how important is that? What, what kind of judgment call? You just go by instinct and you like it, you don't like it, or are you shooting for something?
1: I'm definitely trying to channel. So I always go with what feels good in my gut. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't feel good, then I don't pursue that. You know, um, sometimes I just try and, like, just let it come into my head. Uh, I don't like to just sit right. Um, I don't. In other words, like you never want to force the song because it's not going to be good. Like it needs to come from the source. You know what I mean? I mean not to sound like a hippy dippy or whatever, but it needs to come. It needs to come from the energy out there, and you sort of need to channel that. So if you're like sitting in your and it's not happening, that's okay. That just means it's you know for whatever reason it's you're not feeling it. It's all about how you feel and and it just needs to just come from that really deep place inside you. So however long it takes to express that completely is how long it takes. And, you know, that's not anything that you can, again, nothing you can
0: force. I totally agree. It's a good example, actually, because, you know, when I write the Instagram posts or blogs or, you know, any kind of. if I sit down to write something, I am least likely to write something quickly and I can get stumped for the longest time. But if I'm in conversation with someone or I watch a movie or I listen to a song or something just strikes me, I literally have gotten in the habit of stopping what I'm doing and people are like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm in my phone, just hang on. (laughs) Because I'm like literally just trying to get it down and write it down and that's become my... You know, that's become my secret of how I get, you know, how I even I post to Instagram, you know, and people are like, how do you come up with these things? And I'm like, literally, it's a conversation that I had with somebody two seconds ago. And that's where it came from, you know, so there's no rhyme or reason to it. You just have to wait for inspiration. I love
1: that. I love that. Because it to me, it says that you are paying attention mm-hmm. to, the, to the signs and the signals that you're getting, you know, and it's instead of, you know, trying to, again, force it, you are just kind of letting the, the world tell you, you don't know, oh like you're, you're you're
0: tuning in. It you're makes the in. best you're radar, stuff. You're right. Your
1: receiver is open.
0: Yeah, yeah, I believe in that. You got to keep those channels open. Yeah. And I, you know, and I think it's good that the best stuff that I think that I write comes from real conversations. You know, things like a struggle that somebody talked about or mentioned on my my Instagram page or my Facebook page, in a comment, and I'm like. Oh, and I wrote something back to them, and I'm like, "Wow, I have to turn that into something because it really does make sense, you know." Otherwise, if I were to sit down and try and do that, I could not do that. Literally, somebody has to ask me a question, and then all the answers come. It's really bizarre.
1: I, I love, I love that. I love that, and I can see that in just you know, so far, like um, working with with you guys, and just I can definitely tell that you're very, very in tune with people and connecting with people so that doesn't surprise me that you work that way
0: oh thank you that's so sweet so what else do you like to do in in songwriting like I know you you don't think too much right you let it come you definitely look for inspiration like if it doesn't come do you ever kind of try to do some things to get inspired like do you stay in the zone of watching movies listening to music maybe your 80s influences
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, well, like right now, I know I have to finish a song, and I have to put lyrics to this bridge that I wrote, um, but I don't have those lyrics yet. So, what I do is I try to kind of just hum it in my head all the time, and then sometimes I'll just have these silly words, you know, and then I'm like, well, wait, maybe there's something to these silly stream of conscious words.
0: You know? Yeah, for sure. And then I
1: kind of think, yeah, and then I kind of think about that. And I'm like, well, wait, maybe this is actually deeper than, than I thought. <laughs> you huh. know. And then, then they sort of just appear, you know, after I kind of just start that process.
0: That's so, a really uh, good way to yeah, do it.
1: Yeah, it it, it, again, it's just like I have to, when I focus my intention on it and it will come. But uh, start with like the subconscious and don't worry if it makes sense or not, I guess.
0: It really helps to know yeah. yourself you know, and I think you've got enough experience to know what works. And a lot of people don't, a lot of new songwriters, they literally don't know how to get into that zone and what's going to, what it's going to take. Like they don't, they're not intuitive about their surroundings, about the people in their lives that like good or bad could make a song come out or not make a song come out, you know, stresses, all of those things, sure. they play a factor for sure. Sure. Yeah. What about confidence level? Like, is there ever a time, and I'm sure we've all been there, where you just don't feel like, like people are saying this is a great song, and you're like, really? I don't know. I just don't see it.
1: Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, confidence is something I struggle with a lot. Um, I actually have debilitating imposter, or I had a debilitating imposter syndrome for a long time.
0: Really? Um, and, yeah. Oh, in my fact, gosh. I really
1: worked with a therapist on it this year, what because happened? I, I realized how much it was holding me back.
0: Oh um, wow! Yeah. So, so yeah, even so. like, I mean, even after you created this music that I'm listening to, you still felt like it wasn't it wasn't good enough, or what? What, did, what were you feeling? Mm,
1: I felt like a, like it's that's what's so funny about these problems, right? Mm-hmm. You're 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 writing all this music, you're recording it. Um, you know, I made this is like the fourth album-wise, um, you know, I, I have rooting for me in my bands that, y- you know, um, I've got, I, I was learning to play the piano and whatever, learning to compose for film and TV, and no matter how much I achieved, how much I did, I still felt like a fraud, and so that is something that I, I struggle with, and that, that goes deep, you know, we all have our insecurities, and that's a big one for me, and, yeah. and so, um, yeah, that's what's so funny, is that you, Even though you are logically doing all these things, a part of you is not accepting it, and that's something that that's who you are. You know, so it's it's something I still struggle with. So I think again, it's just it's a perfectly natural human issue that if if you find that happening, that it's you know it's just something you have to work through. But it's not. I don't think it's uncommon
0: no it's not dina i go through it all the time everybody okay. does every creative person does you're always going to question you're always going to question your abilities you know your skills and you're always going to be tempted to line them up next to someone else you know oh, you geez, just, yeah yeah and you're not always going to have somebody holding your hand to say no 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 everything's good you're you like amazing you know what i mean and sometimes yeah. even yeah. when people say it every day it just doesn't click you still don't really believe it so it's I think it is human nature you know because I still even at this point I go through it in all kinds of things and I'm always questioning myself and always striving for something better and pushing myself harder you know even when I I feel like you know people are like you don't need to push yourself anymore and I'm like yeah I do (laughs)
1: it's true yeah I mean it's hard for people who aren't artists to understand that
0: I think so. I think so. It's like a forever journey. You're never really at the end. And if you ever feel that you are, then I don't know. I don't know if maybe you're not a true artist or you just, if you ever feel like you're at the end, I don't want to say you're not a true artist. I just want to say like that you're not in it, right? It's not really become part of you. You haven't really invested in it as much as you should have. Yeah,
1: I completely agree. Um, and plus, it's hard because you know, as an artist, when you're around people who are not artists, it's hard to get what you need support-wise.
0: Yeah, you know, they don't get it. They don't understand. Yes. So yeah. So yeah. true. That's what and I love about which, which our community, feeds right? into
1: the confidence issues.
0: Oh, truly. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Well, this is a great question and something that everybody definitely goes through. That moment when your significant other, or your parents, or your friends or anybody in your life says, why don't you take some time off? Why don't you take a break? You're always doing something, or you're always working. But to somebody who's creative, is it working, or is it their time off?
1: Hmm, I don't think it's work. I think it's just who you are. It's what you do. Um, I think it's like breathing. It's just you just do it, and and actually, you guys posted um, something recently. It was the Edge, I think, and he said in the in the post that you, that you had uh, something about music is is a life force. Oh yes. Yeah. It yeah, is. and I yeah, and I completely identified with that. It's like it's just in you, you know, or whatever you're doing, whatever you're whatever you're creating, you know. It's just it's it's
0: than you, <laughs> so you can't is. really
1: stop. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I love that too. I thought that that was um, an amazing quote that he uh, that he put up, and I was like, wow, we've got to share that because everybody's got to read it. And it's one of those things where, like, someone I think we kind of take it more to heart when someone at his level says something like that. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it isn't just a career, and it's not just a hobby. It's so much more than that because you wake up and you breathe it every day if you truly are, you know, committed to you, to just developing as an artist and your skills. And like when I say that it's never really done, it really isn't done. You reach levels, you know, like like when you were taking art in school, if you ever took art in school, it's like you take it and you learn things and you move on and you 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 keep exploring and just keep developing and seeing what it is that you love about what you're doing. And if you're motivated to do it and you're passionate about it, just go for that, you know? Because oh, sure. that's how you find out about yourself. What do you think about like how when did you decide to work 80s influences into your music? And do you think that does does anybody ever say that you should not do your 80s influences and move out of that or you know, what is the pushback from doing it? Hmm. If any. I mean, there's
1: always the pressure of, you know, trying to sound modern, um, which, you know.
0: I don't really I, believe I, in it. I, I do. I try, try to find a,
1: a balance. But the thing yeah. is, I don't think you can help. Like, like the 80s thing, I can't really help that. Like, I, I feel like 80s and a little bit of 90s comes through in my songwriting without me really even trying. You there know, you it's go. like it's just there in your subconscious. It.
0: Yes, that's it. You you think it. You, you yeah. believe it and you think it. You're right. Do you think that every songwriter or musician just eventually goes back? to where they started like we kind of go through this thing where like ooh i love it over here i love to experiment with this and then when you just kind of exhaust everything you just kind of find your way back to what originally influenced you and inspired you about music
1: i think so i really do because yeah that's just kind of part of your soul you know so you other things will intrigue you and and you know but that's the thing that got you like really excited is always gonna be when you first started, you know yeah. uh is always gonna be the thing that you that your your default setting i guess
0: <laughs> it is I think so I think yeah. you do you too tend to like um I don't know, I think if you listen to a lot of a certain kind of music, it can't help but influence how you're gonna hear yourself designing those songs, you know like you're not yeah. just going to start singing some other style, <laughs> unless yeah, unless you're channeling yeah. something it's, else. It's
1: tough to do that, too, to try a completely different style. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's really... And I, I've been kind of paying attention to lots of different styles, learning the craft of, of composing for film and TV. And so I'm, you know, it, that's so fun to get to experiment with different things. But then, you know, I'll hear a song um, on the radio or something, and... It just bring me right back to being, you know, sixteen or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> falling in love with that song Absolutely. all over again, and it's like, yeah, okay, no matter what I do, I'm always gonna be I this. Love you this. know, yeah,
0: I know. I I totally get it. I mean, I'm in the '80s. I love stuff from the '80s. I really do. It's. I feel like that's when I formed a lot of my likes and dislikes about music, and somehow the '60s and the '70s really worked their way into it because. I I don't know if it was just the time that I was growing up or, like, my certain circle of friends, they just used to love to think they were hippies. (laughs) So they would always bring back, you know, all of the the older music and the different styles. So I got a really good taste of it. And then my parents, too, that, you know, they played it all the time. So I think uh, it definitely contributed to having a, a huge palette for a lot of different kinds of music, which helps me in my job now, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, you got me thinking. I wonder if it's because, you know, the 80s music for me, like the 80s alternative rock, like, um, I don't know, I want to say, like, something like Echo and the Bunny Men or Picture or Morrissey or whatever, I think that was sort of the music that I listened to that was out of the norm for my, my crowd my family from, from, um, my friends, yeah. uh, except for a certain group of friends that turned me on to, but like just who I'd grown up with. And that was sort of like, it became like my music, you know, like it was my own, my, my first branching out of yeah. what I had been exposed to and into what I really, truly just liked on my own. Totally. So maybe that might be contribute to why, you know, I never thought about that before, but why I, I just write like that you know it was kind of like a, it's my first expression of you know what I truly like and not what was influencing me I guess
0: and interviewing so many people I've I've thought about this a lot and it seems to be the social like whatever was your most social decade is what shaped your music likes? So oh, like, yeah, yeah, right? I so like, if, if you were, if it was high school where you were really highly social and people were just playing lots of music and you were just taking all that in, and those were like your fun times, then that's pretty much where a lot of your roots are gonna go. If like your parents just played crazy music all the time in your home then whenever that was, like, heavy, like, really those influences and it just made you feel good, and those were, like, the good memories, then that's going to shape it. Or if it's college, Aww. right, that's going to yeah. shape it too. So, like, I feel like the the time you were most social and enjoying music, you know, as part of your immediate surroundings, your culture, your existence, your relationships, that's what's really going to ring forward when you start to get – deeply into music and creating music and stuff.
1: Yeah, wow, that's really profound. I've never thought about that before, but I agree with you.
0: Just seems to be. It seems, I think I just picked it up from, like, asking people who their influences were, and then, you know, you kind of can figure out that, like, from stories, that that pretty much happened, like high school, college, or at home. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah,
1: especially because, you know, I high school was really fun for me. I mean, I know yeah. that's... A lot of people don't have a good experience. I did. I wasn't I popular, but I, I enjoyed high school for some reason. Um, and That was a fun time in my life, and that was the music I was listening to the most. So that is totally true in my case.
0: Isn't that funny? Yeah. Oh, yes, that's great. Well, this has been so much fun. I'm going to let you go, and I appreciate you just coming on and talking about this with me. I think this is a great conversation. People really will eat this up and just hopefully learn something and get inspired to write some music of their own. Oh,
1: wouldn't that be wonderful? And this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much.
0: You're very welcome. Guys, that was Dina from Beautiful Things. What a wonderful, inspiring person to talk to about songwriting. And she's got a great song. I'm going to play you a little snippet of it right now. Don't forget to look her up on Spotify. Beautiful Things is the name of the band out of California. Wake up in the morning